Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, on this Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship because this is the day that the Lord has made. You know, as you know, we're worshiping online and in person. Mass are recommended and not required. Make a point of just being courteous to your neighbor. People are getting COVID still. John Dawkins told me that he had COVID. Rick tells me that he had COVID um, and that it's not as pleasant as some might have you think nowadays, the, the version that's still coming around. So uh, protect yourself. Be as cautious as you think is wise, and you are welcome in this public space to be uh, masked or not masked, whatever seems appropriate. But let's just be uh, mindful of our neighbors and what our neighbors in the pews feel is uh, their comfort level. It's good to be back from my vacation visiting family in Philadelphia. You may know that I have a son and daughter-in-law and two grandchildren that live in a suburb of Philadelphia. It was great to be with them. Yet, uh, I express my regret over any confusion the congregation has sustained during the time of my absence. Our beloved and dedicated custodian of nearly 28 years is indeed moving on to new opportunities. We want to wish him well and we want to send him forth with our affection and our appreciation. Manuel became more than our employee, as many of you know. He became friend to so many of us and a companion on our journey over these decades. He was particularly helpful to me in the five years that I have been with you, and I know he has been of a great help to the refugee aid program that we uh, support here at the church. So please join us in extending your well wishes and deep appreciation for his good service among us. Cards and gifts of gratitude can be sent to the church office, and we will forward them to Manuel, or of course, you may send them directly to the Poots. Our Wednesday morning Bible study on Paul's epistles recommences this Wednesday at 10.30 on Zoom. Uh, note the link to connect with us as we dig into Ephesians Wednesday morning. Caneo Connect shifts to our campus this week, meeting on Wednesdays at 5.30. As you know, Dinner is provided at 5.30, and then the program begins. It will be in Alton Hall. Let's see. What does it say it's all about? Is that really in the Bible? Hmm. Some things we think are there are not there, and some things we perhaps wish were not there are there. Um, you may approach... Scripture from one of those two places, huh? Well, interesting. So we're going to have some fun. It looks like we're going to have some, some good, uh, respectful fun on Wednesday night. I invite you to come and, and be a part of us. This is an intergenerational midweek experience. Uh, Dick Thomas's memorial service is next Sunday. Uh, or, yeah, next Sunday. 
the 9th at 1 p.m. So uh, have that be on your calendar. And also mark on your calendar the Sonny Benjamin's memorial service is on the 29th. I believe that's a Saturday of October. Today is Communion Sunday, so if you are here present, um, you should have gotten one of these little packets as you came in the door. If you did not, um, scurry back to the Narthex and uh, get yourself one of these packets. You're going to need it when communion comes along. If you are at home, now is the time to experiment with the power of the Holy Spirit and decide whether communion can really happen with a croissant and coffee or whether you need juice and bread. Um, you, you know I'm kind of open to how the Holy Spirit works in mysterious and powerful ways. But depending on how you are in your faith, I do not want to lead you astray. So uh, please feel the uh, invitation to go get a piece of bread and juice and have it at the ready next to you wherever you are as you go through our worship experience so that when we come to communion after the sermon, you'll be uh, ready to participate. Today in worship, we begin our stewardship sermon series, Celebrating Church highlighting how church is good for you and good for others. And when we build the body of the church, we are growing towards health and wholeness for us all. As we strive to be individually resilient and resilient as a family, which is what we've been talking about the last couple months, let us also seek resiliency for our congregation, reestablishing and strengthening our gifts, our service, our presence, our prayers, and our witness as disciples of Christ together with one another for the mission of Christ in our midst and beyond our doors. Our stewardship packets that go along with uh, this month of stewardship will be in the mail and you will be receiving them uh, this week. All right then, let us now center ourselves in preparation for worship. rise for the call of worship. Brothers and sisters, celebrate the love of God made real among us. The Lord our God is the giver of every good gift, gifts that span the generations and prepare the way for the future. Let's remain standing as we sing hymn 546.
Lift up your hearts. Let us pray. Holy God, we celebrate your presence among us this day as we consider the steadfastness of your love and grace toward humankind to each one of us here out for you. Strengthen us for the journey ahead and guide us among its pathways. May our faithfulness meet all emerging challenges and to work to fulfill your purpose. Amen. Be seated. time to be with you before you head off to Sunday school. And I'm really excited about what you're going to be learning in Sunday school today. You're going to be learning about King Solomon and how he built the temple in Jerusalem. You know, it's such an amazing story. He used sweet smelling wood and he decorated everything in gold accents because he wanted everybody to experience God through every one of their senses. Do you know it took seven years for him to complete this temple? That's longer than some of you guys have been alive. After he finished the temple, he invited people for a dedication ceremony and people came. The temple priests brought in the Ark of the Covenant it was a great party and it was a great time of worship and experiencing God. See, Solomon did this because he wanted God's presence to be felt all throughout the temple. It got me wondering though. You see, I don't think that's the only place we can experience God. Just like being here in worship is not the only place that God shows up. And so as I was wondering, I was wondering where I experienced God, and one of those places is every week that I get to be here with you guys, especially when it's live, and I get to hear your answers and see your excitement of how God is in your life, and the joy that you get is you get to worship and spend time in the presence of the Holy. So I was wondering, and I want you guys to think about this, where do you experience God? Do you experience him outside or in the trees or in the breeze or at church? There's so many places that God is. You know, forever people have gathered to worship in holy places, our sanctuary, our temples. You know, I know some people that say they feel God in nature and on hikes. But we gather as a family, as a community, to worship God. And so I am so thankful that you're part of my community and that we get to experience this all together. So in just a second, I'm going to send you back to Sunday school. But before we do, let us pray. Almighty God, thank you for being with us everywhere we go. 
and thank you for experiencing life with us, whether we are happy, sad, or even when we need to ask forgiveness. Please be with us through the week until we all meet again. And I ask this in Jesus' name and all God's children say, amen. Have a great day and we'll see you soon. center ourselves, take a breath, center ourselves upon the Spirit of God among us and within, and be in prayer. Holy God, we pray that you hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearnings of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer this morning. We need your touch made real in our lives to give us strength and courage, healing, and renewed life. We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or mental health issues, with troubled relationships, uncertain employment, or other forms of dis-ease and discomfort. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think specifically of Kathy Drake and her husband, Ken, Bill Nadoff, and wife, Sandy, Brett Ojeter, Sally DeLong, as they deal with the effects of cancer and of treatments upon the patient and their family and the loved ones that circle around them in care. We pray that you may support them and strengthen them in their efforts to go forward with grace and in love. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Bill Kahn and Kim Flintoff as they move through their time of hospice. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For the Riveras and Mary Nolan and all the many others who are on our hearts who are dealing with continuing health challenges, we pray that you might give them strength and courage to face those situations. Help them to find healing, to find their way forward. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. With Cindy Lampe, we, we pray for her nephew-in-law, Chad, who was widowed last June and has a six-year-old and who now is recovering from open-heart surgery. We pray for Chad. We pray for his family, extended family, which is gathering around him and that child to help manage the challenge of this time. Be with them, Lord, and strengthen them. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. For all those who are continuing to suffer from COVID, getting it and recovering from it, we pray that they might regain their health. We 
offer special prayers for those caregivers and the medical personnel who continue here into another year of providing uh, excellent care to our brothers and sisters in the community. We thank you, Lord, for their compassion and their competence. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And today, again, as we hear about uh, mass gun violence in America and as we experience the, uh, the devastation of hurricanes and, and floodings, we realize there are droughts in other parts of the world. We know that war is raging elsewhere. We think of the human family. We think of how we are to be your children and learn how to be family to one another. And so we pray for our brothers and sisters. We pray for our world. We pray that you would help us to stop the madness that seems to be a part of our lives and to help us to be caring brothers and sisters to one another. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We are thankful for those experiences of joy that have been a part of our lives over uh, the recent weeks, recent time. We're thinking of the homecoming celebrations that families in the church are, are having through their children in high school. We're thinking about how families are regathering with one another this fall and celebrating that. We're thinking about how the Hendrys have had a child. We're thinking about how Nick and Crystal are right now in the hospital awaiting or having just experienced the birth of their twins. We pray that things would go well with them, that this birth would be without event and would be a, uh, just a deep moment of joy and sacredness. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We also come to this time of prayer with, with thoughts of people and situations on our own individual minds that we now provide time for us in our private thoughts to lift up to God. Come into these lives and these situations, Lord God, in a powerful way that helps bring forward nurture and healing and health. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And we continue to pray for our church as we carry on with our ministry through these times, and we ask your help, Lord God, in maintaining and increasing our effectiveness and our vitality. May the good that we do be pleasing in your sight. We pray this all in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. We have two scripture readings this morning. The first is Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 7 through 11. If there is among you anyone in need, a member of your community, in any of your towns within the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your needy neighbor. You should rather open your hand Willingly lend enough to meet the need, whatever it may be. Be careful that you do not entertain a mean thought, thinking the seventh year of the year of remission is near. And therefore, view your needy neighbor with hostility and give nothing. Your neighbor might cry to the Lord against you, and you would incur guilt. Give liberally and be ungrudging when you do so. For on this account, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all you undertake. Since there will never cease to be some in need on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy neighbors in your land. The second reading comes from James chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, 
coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. The word of God for the people of God. Join with me in our prayer of illumination. May the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. Amen. When we were walking around uh, Philadelphia, during our trip, we had some time with, with our son taking us to some of the sites. And one of the sites I wanted to see was St. George's Church. It's, the, it's the, uh, the Methodist Church in Philadelphia that has been having worship continuously the longest of any Methodist church in America from somewhere in the mid-1700s. And so... Uh, we knocked at the door and got in and, and got to have a tour and had a lot of fun doing that. And then on the way out, the, the person who was helping us uh, gave me a book, stuck a book in my hand, and said, this is for you. She, she knew that I was a pastor, so I think she was giving me a, a, a gift of, of uh, appreciation maybe or something. Anyway, it was, it was the journal of Pilmore, P-I-L-M-O-R-E. And now many of you don't know Pilmore because we know Wesley, we know Asbury, we know some of these other names, but uh, John Wesley sent Pilmore and Broadman to America as the first leaders of this movement of the societies in the colonies. That was followed up with Asbury and Embry and the other guys, but Pilmore was one of the first two. And he wrote a journal about his experiences in the church, in his life over a 10-year period, which is right there in, in that church. And never been published until the 250th anniversary, which this book was, the publishing of that, which she stuck into my hand. And so I, I got to read some of it and reflect upon the life of a clergy some two to 300 years ago. And it, it got me to be thinking this stuff of church, it's kind of an interesting thing. Kind of an interesting thing. And we, we do our very best, as best that we can, we hope. And we lift up our efforts, strong or feeble, to God with the prayer that God might work a miracle with them for God's purposes. What other gathering of people has the audacity or the privilege of that? So I've got to say that even though I wrote these words before I left, these are 
genuine words to my heart today to say that I love the church. I love the church. How about you? I love the church because even though it is filled with a bunch of interesting characters like you and me, it does a lot of good. And it has been doing a lot of good for a long, long time. As we have been focusing on building the body this fall, seeking health and and wholeness for ourselves, our families, our congregation, and our community, we have been stressing the importance of resilience, the ability to bounce back from a challenge and to move forward well. The month of October, we are celebrating church as our stewardship emphasis, and I invite us to do that together. There is a lot to celebrate about our church. We have been a resilient bunch for over five decades, continuing to try to do good and make a positive difference in our community. Thanks be to God. So let me say, one of the things that I celebrate about our church is that it has been doing church for over five decades. And some of you have had the spiritual chutzpah to stay with it all of those decades. God bless you. And we are in a denomination that has been doing this for nearly 300 years. I love the way Christy said, you know, uh, seven years, that's older than some of you. I mean, 300 years we have been about this business, our forebears. In a faith that has been doing this for over 2,000 years, in a religious tradition that has been seeking God and attempting to do good for over 4,000 years. Church is not a fly-by-night operation. We don't come and go like a fad. We're in it for the long haul with God. You and I are here because of the faithfulness and the efforts of those who came before us. And we're making disciples who will be making disciples who will be making disciples who are going to celebrate at some point down the line the consummation of the kingdom of God, of God's peaceable kingdom here on earth 
as it is in heaven. We will be a part of that cloud of witnesses, of that chain of faith. We are part of this glorious line of Jesus' people and are called upon to keep the movement going, keep the movement effective. You're going to see the words on the screen if the technology works and sing along with them. diesel tank needs filling every once in a while to keep it running. We got to fill up that tank to keep her running. Got to fill up the church's tank to keep her running. Don't let her run on empty, sputter and stop. Fill her up. Keep her running. We've got a long way to go to reach the promised land. Keep her running. Fill up the tank. One of the things I love about the church is that it touches people's lives, makes a difference towards their health and their wholeness. It heals and it encourages, it inspires and it equips. Some of you I know can bear witness to this. It gives us a glimpse of God and a, a taste of living water and everlasting life. When we give our financial gifts to the church and fill up her tank, the church puts our money to good work and it multiplies its impact. It's a miracle, really. It's a uh, Miracle that happens right here around us, through us, through our church. Thanks be to God and to the generosity of our members and our friends. Fill the tank. I remember, I remember a, a child who was part of a family that was coming apart at the seams. The child was a little scared, well, a lot scared and awkward and not sure how, not sure how the world fit together anymore. Finding caring and finding friendship in our Sunday school. Finding a, a life raft to hold tight to, to help stay afloat. Our Sunday school embraces lives. It helps people become our Ministry of Education needs 
your support. Fill the tank. Fill the tank. Keep it going. Fill the tank. I remember a, uh, a middle-aged daughter whose mother had increasing dementia, uncertain what the future would hold or, or how best to, to manage the present time. Coming to a concert and, and seeing her mother light up with the choir anthems recognizing them as, as her fog, I guess, got pushed back just a little bit by the long, familiar melodies. And it was a time of nourishment amid, well, what frankly was an encroaching wasteland, right? Our choir touches lives, nourishes people for the journey. Our ministry of music needs your support. Fill the tank. Fill the tank. Keep it going. Fill the tank. I remember a young adult, fairly new to the community, jogging down the streets, I guess, and, and through our causeway here and discovering our worship door jar. He heard an invitation in the building, in the open door. And he stopped and he walked inside for some minutes of prayer for his distant family, for himself, so alone. Our building, simply our building, evokes the divine and offers sanctuary. Our ministry of our physical plant needs your support. Fill the tank. Fill the tank. Keep it going. Fill the tank. I can remember a long time community activist deciding to branch out from the, the NGO she currently was serving to create one she felt would be more reflective of her compassionate spirit. Being anxious, though, and feeling a bit overextended, yet committed and, and faithful. And as she came to us, she was hoping our church might step forward and provide some, some startup cash, cover some immediate needs. 
and we did. We helped it get going, this new entity she was passionate about. Our outreach helps change the world here at home and around the globe. Our ministry of mission work needs your support. Fill the tank. Fill the tank. Keep it going. Fill the tank. I remember an elderly lady retiring from her volunteer position here at the church who for years and years and years, God only knows how many years, assisted in the administration of the organization. So the ministries of the heart and the soul would continue to happen. Now, to hear her, what she did was ministry, for it helped us do our work effectively and efficiently. And if truth be told, we saw her efforts as ministry too. You know, there's a business side to the church that is the foundation supporting all the good that we do. Our ministry of administration needs your support. Fill the tank. Fill the tank. Keep it going. Fill the tank. I remember a young family gathering with me on the chancel for a, a baptism, a sacred moment of the, of the present time that casts a, a strong hope towards the future, tears dampening their cheeks as they appreciated the gift of water and the spirit that their children received that day, and as they remembered their own moment, water washed and spirit-born, tender mercies and inspiring words. Our Sunday experience touches hearts. It informs minds. It heals souls. Our ministry of worship needs your support. Fill the tank. Fill the tank. Keep it going. Fill the tank. Fill the church's tank. Don't let us run out of steam, out of power, out of funds. No one's going to fill that tank but you. We need you to fill her up to keep her going strong.
fill the church's tank. God is calling us forward in ministry. God is wanting us to do more, to be of greater consequence. Fill the tank. Keep it going. Fill the tank. Let's sing along. People get ready. You are invited to share of your financial resources by, via the instructions that will appear momentarily on the screen to help support the ministries of Christ that happen throughout our congregation. If you are worshiping in person, you are invited to take advantage of the ushers who will be passing offering plates uh, down the pews. Your generosity is needed to keep us going, to keep us doing the good we do, to fill the tank. So give generously and be part of what, happen, what is happening in people's lives throughout the congregation of the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village.
you all be seated please and let us prepare ourselves to receive the elements we give you thanks almighty god because you were god even before time began you have seen every sunrise every day begin since you first gave form to our home this earth you launched it into your universe, shaped its hills, filled its seas. When space was ready, you brought life out of the waters. And in time, you made us in your image, male and female. Full indeed are heaven and earth of your glory, holy Lord God. And when time was ready, you, the creator of all that is, sent Christ to be a creature like us 
Instead of a servant, you sent your own son that he might be a servant of all. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, the Lord Jesus took bread. He took bread in his hands and lifting up his eyes to the heavens, he gave you thanks. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Now, when the supper was over, he took the cup. And again, he offered thanks to you. He gave the cup to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we know anew the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we look forward to the day when we shall feast in his eternal kingdom. Send, we pray, your Holy Spirit on us, gathered here out of love for you. And on this offering, of resources, of bread, and of juice. May your spirit make real the signs that through the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the cup together, we may know Christ's presence among us. By the spirit, make us one with the goodness of Christ as you made him one with our sinfulness that we may be one with each other and one in service to all you have created. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all your people and all your works glorify and honor you, now and forever. Amen.
this has been a blessing to you. Come on. The church counts on you. You know that. The church counts on you to keep it going, to fill the tank of its engine so it has the power to reach its goals and to do its ministries. So fill the tank and keep us going. We have hospitality after worship in the, uh, the patio outside. Remember the things that are hospitality. I mean, you are invited to talk to one another. Don't have a panic look on your face. <laughs> that somebody didn't bring enough cookies or something. Just relax. I'm just inviting you to engage one another and be uh, of love and care to one another. Let us work with the Spirit and one another, making it a, a blessed day and a blessed week. Stay safe. Be healthy. Know that you are loved. Be blessed by that Spirit and be a blessing to others. Amen. Thank you.